Hi, everybody, and welcome to uh, this BTA podcast, In Conversation. I'm Clive Ratton. I am the Chief Exec at the Business Travel Association. And this is the first one I've done uh, this year, and we start off with a a real bang. I'm really delighted to be talking to somebody I've known uh, for a long time. Uh, It's my pleasure to welcome Gail Kenny, who is obviously chair at Gail Kenny Executive Recruitment, a board director still at the Association of Women Travel Executives, an ambassador at Working With Cancer and a family holiday charity. But most importantly, why we're talking about today is the founder of Best Workplaces in Travel. Gail, fantastic to uh, speak to you. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Yeah, thanks for inviting me on this um, podcast um, to talk about Best Workplaces in Travel. haven't been too well the last few weeks, but I'm on the road to recovery. So thanks for asking. Yeah, no, I heard that. So it's great to be able to talk to you because I know we were going to chat a little while ago, but um, yeah, you're now even on better form. Uh, I may have deteriorated in that time because I've got a week older, but uh, we're in, in good form. So uh, anyway, listen, um, you know, something I uh, got the BTA involved in last year, but maybe just for our listeners, because we're trying to encourage the business travel sector to um, to hear a little bit more about this and get involved. Tell us about Best Workplaces in Travel, why you set it up and um, how long it's been going, because I think it is only the second year this year, but you're the expert. Yeah. So I'll leave it to you. <laughs> so we set it up in uh, the last quarter, 2021 just coming out of COVID, industry on its knees, hemorrhaging staff everywhere, very similar to hospitality. Um, And I had seen something similar happening in hospitality with best places to work. And I thought, well, why can't we do that in travel? So I partnered with a superb tech business uh, called Carrero um, and a lady called Jane Sunley, who is a workplace cultural expert to launch best workplaces in travel, really to try and combat the shortage of travel talent um, and also to drive employee engagement across the industry. There was so much Mm -hmm. focus always on um, employee experience, not employee experience, um, customer experience and user experience and not enough investment in employee experience. And I think, you know, we are a people industry, so we should be focused on what our employees think about about us as as an industry and as a company. And actually, if you don't ask them through surveys such as ours, how do you know what they want? Um, So it's really about providing the insights. And that's one of the reasons that we we launched. So it's about attraction, but also it clearly is about retention. Yeah. So this is the, the point being that companies can see where they sit from their employees' view and um, either say, fantastic, we've done a great job or that we need to improve. And and, it, and is that an issue in itself of people going, well, I don't really want to expose that my employees might not be quite so um, enamoured with working here? Well, if you, don't, if you don't ask them, you're, not, you're never going to know, are you? And, um, and actually, if you do act upon the insights that you're given from your employees, then clearly they are going to want to work for you and continue to work for you. If you don't act upon the insights, then you may lose them to the competition. So how it works, it is a survey. Um, We invite entries across the business travel community and leisure travel, of course. Um, And But why it's unique, it's purely based on employee feedback. But it's not actually a static list of questions like other like poll surveys that you see out there. It actually asks the employees, first and foremost, what's most important to them? 
and then how they rate you as an organization as to how you're performing against their key criteria. So that's where it's different. And then you've got the, you know, the normal EMPS score question, which everyone knows. Um, and then just a few other questions. And then they have the uh, a few fields that they can actually add comments to, but it's completely anonymous. There is no way right. that the employer can see who that employee is filling out that survey. And that's what makes it quite unique as well. And it's mobile enabled. So if you've got remote teams, anybody can anybody can complete it. We have completion levels. So depending on the size of the business, they do need to reach those. Last year, we didn't have anybody not reaching the completion right. level. So, um, so yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's the, the, the great thing about it. And the interesting thing is, obviously, you get your outcomes and you get your insights. And I can share those with anybody that wants to email me. Um, so you can see a sample of the the information you get back. And then you're able to benchmark those against the rest of the industry. Um, and it's not just about the individual insights. Obviously, they're important to you as an, as an individual company. But it's more about those insights generated collectively and what we can learn from those. And we share those at the awards night and actually across the whole media and with the universities. So last year, what you know, what 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 makes a great place to work or what what how can we improve on those? So is there those types of insights and the retention levels how many people are looking what percentage of employees are looking to move jobs within the next 12 months so right. you get all of that individually but you also get it collectively um and so That's i think mean. so you would see your the rest of the industry peers rolled up into that so then your own so you can see where you sit against what the rest of the industry is basically what you're saying there yeah. which is clearly yeah. a, a positive thing and and then you know, from a categories point of view, it, again, it, it's new. Is it just one category, or is the various ones? Because you know, obviously, that people will think, well, you know, we're pitching against a cruise company versus a leisure company versus business travel. How does it? How does it work? Well, and should it work that way anyway in in the future? Yeah, well, you and I had that conversation <laughs> right back in twenty. I think it was early twenty twenty two. Can we bring the industry together? And I, I've always, and and I think Andrew has said this before. Quite often, business travel is seen as the poorer cousin when it comes to travel um, and, and trying to attract talent into the into our industry. And that's why we've grouped together. Um, and, so, and a lot of the companies that are entering, Clive, have a mix of leisure and business, and they are entering as that. So to give you an example, last year, Flight Centre did not break it down into leisure and corporate. They entered as one company because they have one culture. Yeah, across that, that business, yeah. um, and that's quite off. That's quite the case with the the companies that have um, entered this year. Now, I'm not allowed to say um, or name a lot of the companies that enter because they have that fear of not being listed in the top 25 or top 30 yeah. this year. Um, but some of them, so Ice on Travel, absolutely happy because I think if you know that you're pretty brilliant in terms of your employee engagement. You're not shy about shouting about, actually, we yeah, are entering the best workplaces in travel. If you're not doing great, it's actually probably better not to name yourself, but still take part because you can only improve from the insights that you get. Yeah. And you might surprise yourself and not think it's a bad yeah, uh, yeah, as you exactly. are. But equally, yeah, it gives you that tool to move forward. So just going back to explain the categories, because there is more than one, right? So just people yeah. understand how, so have- how the entries work. Yeah, so we have we break it down into company um, sizes. So we have a micro category. This is all on the website, by the way, so you can okay. see. 
you've got a small company, you've got a mid-sized company, and then you've got a large company. But we've also introduced quite a few new smaller awards where we can pull out the data. So we've got best workplace for equitability, best workplace for happiness, best workplace for well-being. So it gives more opportunity for if you're really performing well in those areas, then you've got the opportunity to be able to be recognised for that as well. So going back to last year's awards, which I was uh, you know honoured to be at and and really enjoyed the evening and seeing uh, the winners. What kind of feedback have you got from those that won? But I guess equally more importantly, those that may have not achieved where they wanted to achieve and have they re-entered? It's just interesting to understand the, the yeah. Aspects. We uh, we have so many re-entries um, this year, um, and actually surprisingly, we have a lot of new entries, which is. You know, obviously, we're working with more associations. We've got a lot of social media out there. We've got all of the travel press behind us as well. Um, but the feedback is that the insights generated. So G Adventures, for example, Brian Young, the MD there, the insights and actually even one of the winners, Panache, are more important than actually the accolade of winning. Yeah. Um, because there isn't anything else out there, Clive, like it. Um, there's yeah. lots of people awards um, and lots of, you know, on the leisure side, even more so than the business travel side. There are so many awards recognising teams and performances, but none of them are voted by their employees. And that's the, that's the difference here. So we give you an accolade, which you can then place on your website. You can shout about it. It, it, it is good in terms of, you know, acquiring new talent. Um, and having that status and that recognition but equally having the insights enables you to then try harder next year to actually act upon what your employees are telling you and then aim to get into that top 30 and our aim as a business is we will get to top 50 so there will be more opportunities to be in that top 50 best workplaces in travel. Okay, so there's one in a, in a newspaper we won't name that kind of does the top, what you know, 100 uh, companies, which you want to get. And that's the aspiration is to get to that across the whole of the industry. So we're talking leisure, business travel, aviation, cruising. At some point, it's not there at the moment. Be, I mean, it, how do how does it progress? Yeah, so we we are UK centric, five. Yeah. Um, so um, we may move that into Europe. But the problem with having aviation is that so many of the airlines are headquartered overseas. So I think it would be difficult. We could bring EasyJet in. We've got EasyJet holidays. That's easy for us to do. We could bring in perhaps, you know, Virgin Atlantic and some of the smaller smaller carriers. But at the moment, we haven't opened it to aviation. We wouldn't turn it away, of course, if they want to enter. But um, it is definitely uh, anyone that's supplying travel products, really. So that could even be car rental. I mean, we haven't even touched the surface with service departments because you could say that that sort of is is hospitality. Yeah. Um, but they may say, well, actually, we are supplying hotel products. Yeah, and I, and I think you know, for me, and I, I'm hopefully not speaking out of turn here, is this is about the travel service industry. Really, is a, the the bit that we really want to benchmark. And I understand if, if people want to enter, that's fine. But I think it's just so important for our, you know, the the intermediary industry, the travel. I hate using the term, but the travel agency industry uh, around raising the profile and what a great place it is to work. So I understand. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm kind of supportive. And then coming back well, to even, um, even going even going to travel counsellors, they're homeworking really, but they've entered, yeah. but they've entered entered what they would call their headquarters. Right. So not their homeworkers because homeworkers are not employees. 
So it's it's companies that have employees that are working within the travel industry, whether that's selling travel or whether that's in marketing or whether that's in finance, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, understood. So bringing it back to the business travel sector, um, I'm going to be honest, it was slightly disappointing the number of uh, entries last year and there you know that's we put that down to it being the first year and our fault the bta we didn't work hard enough but so uh, and then so we're talking <laughs> about it uh this year to encourage a number of our members to to get engaged what is the current situation both last year and and this year and what are you going to say to tmc's to say you know why they should get involved you know uniquely for them given everything we said obviously talking about the award well i think um we've got I mean, I can't share them all with you, but we can see a significant increase in TMCs entering this year, which is brilliant. And as I said to you, they are sometimes that you've got the combination of TMC and leisure, um, and that's their choice to enter like that. Where I would prefer them to enter separately because then we would be able to have stronger insights that we could just generate just for the business travel community. When they enter as one entity, that makes it it proves more challenging. Um, But I, the more TMCs that enter, the more insightful the data is collectively. And we would hope that we could, in time, not this year, but be able to come out with maybe the top best workplace in business travel. And we will do the same for leisure travel. So we can break it out a little bit. But actually, what you and I have said right at the beginning, we shouldn't really be doing that. We yeah. should try and be doing it as one industry. And the the and actually shouting about the TMCs more so with the universities of which we're partnering with, and we partnered with Future U Foundation as well. So getting the BTA who are already organized um, associated with with the Future U Foundation. So it's and I noticed your Gen Z initiative. We absolutely should be working with you on that um, and showcasing the the companies that are. Um, recognise as best workplaces in travel from a business travel com- perspective. Yeah, and we should be using them as advocates for getting entries um, yeah. out uh, as that, because often, you know, with respect, I mean, I've been a CEO of a TMC, there's a million things going on and you kind of go, well, I'm not sure that's, uh, you know, top of my list. But if you've got somebody who's in the middle management saying, I own this, I think it's important for our future of our brand and for our people that we get involved, then um, you would go, yeah. fair enough, you you run with it because it it's good. So, yeah, I think we uh, we can help you work that out so what are we what are we got in terms of timescales it's important right we're, we're chatting here and it's in february yeah um what we, we have from a time um, scale? the entries the entries um close on at the end of this month i think we may we sometimes give another week just for stragglers as we call them um and then enrollment so that's enrollment um and then after that you have until um, the end of April to um, finalise your survey. So There's plenty of time. Um, and then mid-May, we announce the shortlist. And then on the 10th of June, we have our recognition awards, which will be at Grant Thornton this year. They've allowed us some of their beautiful event space. Um, and Sue is a big advocate of best workplaces. And obviously, you work with Sue Ledgard as yeah, well. Yeah, they're great partners. So yeah. Yeah. We're hoping to have quite a few of the universities and the academic institutions in there as well on that night. And obviously, you guys will be involved. Um, and we're also talking at your um, People and Talent Conference. And we'll be, we have Jane Sunley, who is one of the co founders of Best Workplaces, up on stage mm-hmm. talking about employee engagement and also um, talking to Ajito, who were, um in the top 10 yep. 
top five actually, um, visit TMCs last year as to what it meant to them and what they've been doing in terms of their insights and how they've been working um, with with the um, people's strategy. But also the problem with Agito this year is that it's not a problem, but obviously they were acquired. So they won't enter this year for obvious reasons because they're going through that transition. Um, but they will definitely be back in 2025. So, yeah, we've got lots going on. Yeah, no, absolutely. So just going back to the logistics of it all, that, that, um, so people understand if they're considering it, is obviously you say you enroll by the 1st of March, which says as a company we are entering this, and then you get to receive the survey, which then is yeah. down to someone within the organisation to go out across their employee base to say, please respond to this by the end of April, yeah. effectively. So we yeah. give you, a, we, we give you sign up, you pay a small fee for the insights and for the tech. Um, you, we then get a your own unique login where you can see how many people have completed. Um, you can see some of the outcomes, obviously the graphs change all the time. Um, and you then we also supply you with a great template, which is around, you know, why, why, why they're entering, why they are involved in this people initiative. And more importantly, it gives you some wording around, we will definitely act upon your insights, because if you don't say that, they won't want to complete the survey. So we give you everything, all the tools that you need to be able to do that. And all you do is you send it out to your workforce and the rest happens for you. Okay, so just go back now. Did I say right that through the process you can see graphic demonstration on the site of how trends are going as people complete surveys across the industry? Is that what you meant? For them, no, for themselves. They just don't for themselves, see okay. the they don't see the industry wide insights um, until the um, survey closes, and then they can see how they're performing in terms of their employee net promoter score and their engagement score and then the actual collective insights will be released at our awards on the 10th of june okay right so they can uh, see where they're uh, where they're heading uh, early doors but not where yeah. how they're heading up against others which i guess yeah. makes sense in a uh, yeah. competitive uh, environment so that's uh, and that's we invite we invite everybody um even the ones that don't make the top 20 or 25 30 whatever we're doing this year we think we're doing 30 um everybody's invited because it's about learning about those insights we have jane up on stage you were there um revealing you know what makes a great place to work where can we improve as an industry retention levels etc so it's worth being there um and it's a great evening for hr directors actually also to mm. network and they don't get out of their silo very often so it's brilliant yeah. to have 150 hr and ceos in the room and even sort of employee employer brand specialists as well so yeah it's a different a very different event to other travel events yeah no absolutely uh, uh, it's good it is about culture and, and it is about I go on about it a lot, but it's about, in our case, the business travel community uh, coming together. And there are always those that uh, win and, and lose. And, you know, the point is, if you you don't come to high, it's about aspiring. And if you've got that, it's to, to catch up. You shouldn't see it as a, a negative at all and, and see it. So, just, you know, we're coming towards the kind of end of time here. But, but just looking back, just to reassure people when they gave it out to me, those that did it last year, 
uh, you, you didn't just see you know, negative comments because I think that's the risk, right? As a CEO, you're going to say, I'm going to give people freedom to write what they want. And there's that going, oh, no, I've just caught them on a bad day. And they're, they're going to say, you know, that CEO rat and what a twat. Well, they can say that anyway. But, um, you know, you, you, you kind of people, employees respected it, right, is what I'm saying here, that they, they're really keen to have their opportunity to say what's good and what's bad. It's not all bad, generally. It's, really- it's definitely not all bad. Um, and actually, um, I, I'm not privy um, to the actual information for obvious reasons because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm still attached to a recruitment business. I see the scores, but one a couple of the companies did share their data with me. Um, and yeah, of course, there might be a couple of negative comments, but the, the list was endless. So mm-hmm. those comments are priceless. They yeah. will not say those to you at an appraisal. Um, it, it, and that's where I think it's honest feedback um, and you learn from that. Um, but equally, um, you know, there is a lot of a lot of really, really positive feedback in there as well. And that's lovely to see where companies are really engaging with their employees and treating them well and looking yeah. after them. I think I think if you think about the data, it's it's really aimed at giving TMCs um, the, 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 the data, the insights they need to make decisions on their whole talent and people strategy going forward so it's much more than just the accolade it's about the data and I think as I said to you I'm more than happy to share some of those outcomes what what it looks like with anybody if they just want to email me at girl at best workplaces yep I was going to say as we wrap up how do they find out more so one is emailing you as you said what's the uh what's the website I'm assuming it's, it's quite um straightforward yes yeah, best workplaces in travel.co.uk Okay, brilliant. So, you know, my appeal to... And there's to... so much information on there, Clive. There's, I mean, we, it's very, very thorough. There's all the questions that everybody asks, all the data's on there. Absolutely. And then they, if there's, they do find a question that's not on there, they come they come to you. So yeah. um, that's good. Listen, you know, I'd say to those BTA members that are listening, and even those that maybe not be members, join up firstly. And secondly, um, do think about, uh, you know, signing in and signing up for this and the key date is enrolled by the 1st of March then you've got uh, a good length of time to get the uh, questionnaires out to your team and, and get the responses in and, and then look forward to what's hopefully a, a celebratory evening uh, at the um, in is it May or June sorry I've lost track of June, June the in 10th June. in June but, 10th you know, also, right. also definitely follow us on LinkedIn we've got our company yeah. page on there and we're, we're, we're posting regularly so you can see everything about it there Perfect. Great. Well, listen, Gail, fantastic to talk to you. Good to see you uh, back around and a, a smile on your face. And uh, yeah, we're here to support you. Really uh, think this is a good initiative. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at the People and Talent Conferences and other BTA events. And um, yeah, obviously at the event in June. So really appreciate your time and um, yeah, hopefully speak to you soon. Thank you very much, Clive. Really enjoyed Thanks, talking everybody. to you. Thanks for the opportunity. Appreciate it, Gail. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll be back with the next BTA in conversation and BTA briefing uh, in the very near future. Thanks for listening. See you soon.